Shut up and sit down. Why so much shabby cream? It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Hey, Evan, where's Lance? He didn't show up to the ride today. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You are listening to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Happy Halloween. But Matt, this whip session hurts so bad. Tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Now clear your minds. It knows what scares you. It has from the very beginning. Don't give it any help. It knows too much already. Jake, your straw waits for you. Evan, oh Evan, up for a swim? And there's no more room in hell. The entire podcast team will walk here. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. Hi, and welcome back to The Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance, no pants in the studio. No pants. No dress. Pants. Maybe a dress, but yeah, no pants. More to come on that. What pants yeah. were you wearing a second ago? <laughs> oh, air relax pants. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> to his right, Evan Price. Matt, what are you drinking right now? Um, I don't even know. I, I won this, don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I won this bet against Evan, and it was like Eddie Murphy's age. I don't even know why we were talking about it. I don't know how we got I meant the topic, to ask that. You, oh no, where we, did uh, that come? We from? started talking about VHS movies. Yep. And then somebody oh. mentioned their favorite <laughs> movies that you had on VHS, which was what was the Eddie Murphy I movie? No, it was an Eddie Dr. Murphy Doolittle movie. Little or were, something. Were you I listening no to your wife? Your wife was no, going into detail on her favorite Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy movies. So then it was somehow came about like that. You thought Eddie Murphy was like forty years old. He was like, he no, doesn't age. I said, I said like like forty eight, I think, or something. Yeah, and I was like, no way, because that means he's like my age. And then we we had an over under bet of fifty five. Fifty five, yeah, yeah. And he's so 58? I won. He's fifty eight. He's fifty eight, and I won a, a nice cup of coffee. So Evan, thank you so much. That's what I'm sipping on. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and to Evan's right, international YouTube star, Mr. Matt oh. Legrand. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking good. One You're K? looking good. Yes. Did we finally cross the one K? We're celebrating right oh, now. It oh, happened. it happened. Celebration. We are celebrating right now. Are you over a thousand hours? Is it still a thousand on the? Always one K, man. I don't know. It says on the channel one K. So it you're just going to retire 1K. now, right? It doesn't say like a thousand and three or something. It, was, no, it yeah. just says one K. One thousand and one. One K. I think one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. For all I know, yeah. I think I'm exactly a thousand, but I can actually, I can probably pull up the exact number. Hey, Lance, go and follow him real quick. I, I should unfollow. No, Matt. I've heard. I've heard that once you hit the one K, it's a real quick ascension to one million. Or or the opposite. We don't know. Or you drop straight back down. I'm exactly a thousand. Oh, nobody listening to this no, unsubscribe nobody please, un- please. please. Any nobody unsubscribers unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight oh that's funny you might do that anyway yes there's, <laughs> there's a good chance of that yeah that's what fame does to you right alright um, Jake how are you I'm doing okay okay yeah not too bad do you want to backpedal for us 
You want me to backpedal first? What? Let's do that. Holy, that'd be crazy. I love it. Matt gets to a thousand views. Now he thinks he can just control the podcast. He took over the world. I can't. I can't. And I did. And I did. It's real quick and simple. I rode on Zwift five times. Rode outside one time on my mountain bike, which I could barely turn the pedals over because I was my legs were so tired. It was a recovery week for me. But I did go to a crap ton of soccer and baseball games this week. Are you recovering from your mega over like whatever MS one fifty in California? A little bit, but that was kind of. The plan towards the end of a training okay. block. I was about five or six weeks in, and it's that's usually about when I will take a recovery block. Um, okay. So, yeah, I felt pretty good for that ride, and it was just time for this week to be a recovery week. And I was kind nice. of crossing my fingers and hoping that I wasn't getting sick. Um, I mentioned that to my wife, uh, who is neurotic about people being sick, <laughs> yeah. and she doesn't want that in the house. And she herself was sick, so that's why I was kind of oh, okay. maybe I was getting sick. But she's been pumping me full of all kinds of vitamins. Did you get banned to the couch. No, I did not. If I was throwing up, though, you would get banned. Uh, I would get banned. I would have to go sleep in the guest room. Place. Well, actually, yeah, I'd probably have to go sleep in the couch because your some guest room is filled right filled now. Right now, yeah. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Matt, how about you? How was your week, Oh, Matt? right back at you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Touche. Yes. I don't know when we're going to get um, asked this. <laughs> I have been doing a lot of swimming, and swimming's going well. Um, I didn't, I, didn't, I haven't been riding a ton. Uh, running a little bit. I've run a couple times. Achilles feels uh, okay-ish. I don't did, trust I know, it. I know when I, I talked to you last night, it felt okay. Yeah, Is it still okay-ish. okay today? Yeah, it's okay-ish. Okay. I don't really trust it 100%, but... Did that pirate leg come from Amazon yet? Yeah, I know, right? One of those little carbon fiber yeah. pirate leg things. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Bounce around the cross country field. <laughs> May throw off your gate a yep. little bit. But. Two more weeks of cross country and then freedom. I heard you have a new trainer set up. Yeah. Sweet. You got any yep. bike for the trainer? Um, so Jake was so nice. It was really nice of him. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, uh, after your mountain bike ride. You came over and helped me take apart the busted TT bike. So, I was so tired. I saw that text. I'm like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity <laughs> for me just to cut it short and call that out real quick. Yeah. I like couldn't get um, one of the bolts loose, and I don't know how you did it. Like, I stepped away for a second, and Jake just fixed it. I can't tell you all my trade secrets. It man. was like, it was, it was, it was magical. I'm do pretty think, sure. Do Sprinkled you, some. Do you think Trek listens to this podcast? I'm pretty sure they do. And Matt, how do you feel about would Trek? Would you like to ask them a question? <laughs> well, just nicely. You so, can ask it nicely. Yeah. I mean, Trek, if, I got, I got some broken Trek parts that I need fixed. Trek, any help would be wonderful. Broken body parts. Too. Broken body parts. <laughs> yes. Matt, we've talked about this. If when you were descending, you just weren't holding onto the handlebars, this would have never happened. That's so, right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Those arrow bars aren't for like leaning on. You're, you're the arrow, just there yeah. for looks, just to make the bike look fast. One Next of the time, emails, just don't put pressure on it. One of the emails I got from Trek was like, well, there is a lot of force when you're on the arrow bars like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> No, well, does, that, does that mean that it should break? <laughs> on just athletes? put just put less pressure through your forearms. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got. Don't, do. don't use the arrow bars that yeah. are on the bike. You know? They're there for looks, Matt, not yeah, for they function. Do, they on. do look good, Trek. Stay tuned for a video. Yeah. Wait, right. Officer Matt, I thought that you... Uh, oh, that's yeah. true. I did, a, I did a family run. Yes. Uh-huh. Sorry. Thank you for helping me out. Uh, we did a family um, Halloween run. I ran a 33-minute 5K, I think. So Sweet. Dropped to 6.30, though, right? Chase after a child. So, yeah. So, in, in Lance full fashion, I'll tell a story about that. Uh, coming up to two-mile mark, I somehow noticed that the majority of my family was in front of me. My wife's pushing a stroller, but she's fast. <laughs> and and I was running with my seven-year-old uh, so we were doing pretty well we were moving pretty well but then all of a sudden I saw my wife stop and I saw I noticed that she was going uh, over to kind of the side of the course where um, an athlete had collapsed and we Ooh. assumed it was a heart attack right because the guy fit the bill for a yeah. heart attack yeah 
And, uh, and so my plan was like, okay, well I'll just go down there. I'll send the rest of the kids like go keep running or whatever. And I'll catch up. Let me go grab the littlest kid, put him on my hip and put him in the stroller. And that way my wife can be a doctor. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doctor it up. And so, so I went down there and my, my littlest kid was like, H no, I don't want you daddy. I'm staying with mom. And I was like, okay, great. So then I just was like, <laughs> like, he's your problem now. That's yeah. basically the answer to that. One. So then I, um, and so I, and she was like, it's fine. I can hold him and still do this. And I, I, all right, so I'm going to go chase down the boys. And so that just required the boys were moving well, my older boys. And so I had to crank out like a six 30 <laughs> to catch, to catch them. Boys. And I, was daddy like, go. I was flying and I was passing people and they were just like, what is this guy coming up like so fast because <laughs> it's in the back of the pack and you're just flying past people right uh which is fun was that a more fun way to race do you want to do that from now on no because you're just like i hope my kids aren't killing themselves right now because you know they're young kids and they you just want to when you're a parent you're just like gotta make sure gotta watch my kids or whatever and um and they were moving fast so i tend to had to haul it to catch up to them but and family you, 5k and you were in costume yes Okay, you were you were like dressed as I was a, a dress. I was dressed as a sheriff. As a sheriff, and my wife was dressed as a robber, which made for a good kind of like couple fun. costume. Did yeah, she mugged the guy while she was at it. She did take his wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. was the guy okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, am I the only one who wants to know how the guy ended up? <laughs> I thought you wanted to hear about my six thirty mile. <laughs> But he ran a 6.30 mile in his sheriff's outfit. That's all Important. it takes. Is it, no, no, no. Somebody got inside the road for Matt to um, open it up. So I think it turns out that the guy had like just like stepped off the curb and fallen and then didn't want any assistance because he didn't have insurance. So oh. that's what I was told. But I didn't know any of that until like significantly later. So I was talking to the race director and I was like, I think you had an athlete go down. And she was like, uh-oh freaking out but. so were you halfway through that mile thinking like there's a guy who just had a heart attack back there but i'm at a pretty solid pace right now i gotta I was, keep yeah, on, I exactly gotta keep on clicking I like, over look at that now. look at those splits baby <laughs> don't yeah. worry i'll go help like, him in three minutes and 20 seconds yeah. as soon as i close <laughs> let out me this just, mile. let me just finish out this mile and then we'll maybe call ambulance or something yeah that outfit was pretty spectacular yeah, it was good the mustache oh, so, was i like it on point so that outfit actually so i don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with reno 911 it's a it's a awesome show old show <laughs> on comedy Short, Central. shorts yeah and so um i don't remember what the guy's deputy officer dangle dangle yeah that's right and uh, deputy dangle or officer dangle i think it's officer and Let so so i had this outfit and i've had it for a long time and so i i, I used to break it out all the time but um the shorts are super short and inappropriate <laughs> and it was kind of my Lieutenant bad. Dangle, and uh, and the weather was really cold, so I decided to wear like running pants and um, and the just the, the top or whatever. But yeah, usually I'll break out the short shorts too. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's really since that show's been around, that is maybe one of the most classic Halloween costumes since it. that show. I love yeah. that. Yeah, well, one, I, one of the more recognizable. I ones. wore it for my brother's bachelor party. <laughs> what? And uh, were you the entertainment? So here's you know it's funny. <laughs> I shouldn't tell this kind of stories on, oh, on you air. Should, though. But uh, so I so I told my brother, I was like, oh, you know, my wife's pregnant. I can't make it to your bachelor party in Las Vegas. And then I flew in and then I was wearing that outfit. And my my little brother, they'd already been drinking in the hotel room. And he was like, did you guys get he didn't he didn't recognize me because I had this whole get up on. He goes, did you guys get me a male stripper? <laughs> You knocked on the door and he I said, opens it. I knocked on the door and I said, you guys are being too loud. This is Officer Dangle or whatever it was. <laughs> it's Lieutenant Dangle. Lieutenant Dangle. Yep. So good times were had at his bachelor party for sure. Did you guys give me a male stripper? I can't believe he didn't recognize me. <laughs> yep. That's my back pedal. All right. Let's continue moving around the table. Speaking, and of, speaking of costumes. Costumes. Fashion what? 
Speaking of costumes, Lance, backpedal. Yeah. Let's go to Lance's backpedal. Okay. Yeah. You want to go to me or do you want to go to Evan I was going to save first? Lance for last, but uh, mine's a quick two-seconder. Go then, Evan. Uh, instead of swimming a bunch, I rode a bunch. I was also yeah. at the Washougal Dyke where yeah. Matt was racing, but I was riding a gravel bike and it was fun. And you're a big fan of gravel bikes now. I love gravel bikes now. Maybe I'm not, should, I'm not good at them, one? but I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm using Bob's now. I you need think to go buy whenever. I'm going to just, I want to just buy this off Bob for way more than it's worth. Cause it's been so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I just want to give him disc like, brakes or anything or disc brakes on it. Yep. Oh, okay. It's yeah. an awesome bike. Love good. it. No pants. Backpedal for us. All right. You want, I did, you, some, did you wear pants this week? Put your pants back on, Lance. Come on. <laughs> I need to put some pants back on. So big thing this week was uh, I, I actually raced a couple times. I did the uh, cyclocross crusade. I raced twice. Okay. So there was uh, it. this was the big weekend down in Bend where um, everybody races very seriously on Saturday and it's really difficult and then everybody also races on sunday uh but you need to wear a costume to race on sunday you don't yeah. need to but everyone it, does everyone does and if, your costume was probably one of the most tame <laughs> there's some pretty intense costumes mine was quite tame yeah i think i saw a guy with about a three foot in diameter like millennium falcon on that is his correct head. that thing That's was massive cr- yes how was he keeping himself upright so he had it was on his head, but it was braced on his back. Uh-huh. So he had like a wedge under his back, like behind his helmet. So, so it was kind of like rest. a halo attached to his yeah. torso. Kind it, was, of it was a four-foot diameter four foot, okay. falcon. Yeah. It was I was hard to pass a guy like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those, the guys that were in like difficult costumes were just the were just screwing off in the back, yeah. just having a but good the, time. We, we were looking at the video. There's some tight turns. Yes. There was a guy with a... With, who was a hot air balloon and had <laughs> he had he had like a four foot diameter hot air balloon above his head. Wow. It was like sitting on a like some kind of apparatus. Was that, it aerodynamic? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Was, was it aerodynamic? It, no, he wind tunnel tested it before the race. <laughs> it's a hot air balloon. It's not aerodynamic. <laughs> there was a there was a guy. There was a guy, uh, the Planet X team had a space theme, oh, cool. so everybody was oh. in like like spaceman outfits or, yeah. or NASA outfits, and one guy had a four-foot rocket on top of him. Oh my gosh, that's It said awesome. USA on him. Like, it was like three feet around and four feet high. It was this, I, I was just impressed. That's so, awesome. It was just hilarious. There was another guy who was on a folding bike. He oh, was yeah. like in a suit and tie, oh, cool. and when he rode up to the, to the run-up, he stopped, got off, folded his bike all up, uh, <laughs> put it on his back, and ran up the thing, and then unfolded it and jumped back that's on. So that's cool. so cool. It was it was pretty and, hilarious. And everyone wants to know, did you wear pants? I, I, I did not wear pants. Well, kind of. Um, it was pretty cold, I, wasn't it? It was... It was 26 degrees. Oh my! God. You, you stepped it up for the. It was really cold, and and my so I wore the homecoming dress with a homecoming queen sash, the sash. Uh-huh. and a big blonde wig, you know, pulled which you could back. barely see because of your helmet. Yes, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't see it unless I'm, you were behind me. Yeah, that counts though. It's good, but yeah. um, extra effort for the details. My my plan was just to wear the dress very short with a with a speedo underneath it. It would have been hilarious, but at 28 degrees, I. I wore full tights underneath it. Oh, really? I didn't even notice from the pictures. I wore so. full leg tights and a long sleeve like top thing. I just there was one guy who did wear just uh, an American flag speedo, which was hilarious. It had his 
Nothing else. Nothing it's else. Old. In 26 degree weather. Yes. Wow, that guy deserves a medal. That's impressive. It wow. Just, it was like I woke up. I was I was boondocking. I was camping with just me and the dog out in the woods. Oh, okay. Um, and I woke up and there was snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. Ben's had a cold couple it's, of weeks. It's going to be cold. So yeah, it was... It was hilarious. The racing was hilarious. It was it was like the funnest weekend I've had in a long time. Good. We had lots of teammates out there. Um, not as many made the trip as we hoped. The numbers were down a little bit. Oh, really? Um, overall, and I, I don't know if it's just because there there was a there was a points race up in the Olympia area where you could get UCI points, I believe, and so that pulled some people. Yeah, and you know Ben's three hours from portland yep. and so that's harder yeah. for people to get out cold there. weekend so. yeah so we just we just had an absolute blast before uh, you move on to the other race the, the the serious race if you will how did you end up in the the costume race what place so the the costume race there was 50 in our field uh-huh. um i did not get a call up um, okay. because i have i just oh, yeah. i'm not Traveling. in i'm not in the numbers for call up sure so I was probably I started in like twenty fifth or twenty sixth, right in the middle of the pack, and I had set up my costume so I could still race fast. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I, I gassed it. I went for it. I, I took sixth. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> moved up twenty one places. Yeah, jeez. I took sixth. I, I just I, I think I picked the um, the start shoot fairly well. I uh-huh. just picked the right side before the first corner, and so I, I mean. By the first technical section, I was in like eighth place and was able to pick off a couple more guys. But it was, yeah, not an easy course. It was a very technical course. I found that I do a little better if it's more technical. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I I can just pull away from some people, which is more technical. You so. looked pretty solid in those turns from the video me and yeah. Matt were watching. So, yeah. And I will say my, my <clears throat> lap times were just as fast in the dress as they were the day before. <laughs> Not in a dress. <laughs> mm, maybe there's something there. So maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe you should wear a dress all the maybe time. Maybe I should wear the dress so. every maybe, time. Maybe the sash, though. Maybe, it's, just like, the maybe sash. it's like, you know, the dimples on a golf ball kind <laughs> yeah. of make the golf ball go, right, may, go a little Maybe faster. the fluttering of the dress and the <laughs> yeah. sash helped that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was The day before you race? The day before I raced as well. Uh, same situation. I was mid-pack at the start, um, but... Also ended up six that day. Wow! So I had two top top ten finishes. That's a good weekend. Yeah, so it's it's moved me, it's moved me into ninth overall. So I should have a call up now. So I'm I'm in ninth for the whole series. There's two more races to go from them. Three more. Three more. Okay. So and your goal is just as high. I mean, your goal is top ten. So like your goal is just to get as high now as as possible. I would really hope that I can stay in the top ten because the top ten get a call up that first weekend the following year. Okay. That would be nice to have. That would be nice to have a call-up already right. for next year. Well, for the team, too, you're trying to get the highest finishes as you trying possibly can. Trying to get can, the highest finishes So we team. can get some team points so yeah. that the team can get a call-up next year if we win that competition. We're trying to do that, yeah. too. And it's close. Uh, it is close. We're we're behind Deschutes Brewery okay. right now a little bit. Um, they, they still beat us on Saturday yep. and Sunday. That was their backyard, though. That is their yep. backyard, yeah. Yep. They had a lot more people there. So, but, um, yeah, so I'm glad dial doesn't win everything. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Rooting against my own team. I'm like, my gosh, you guys win everything. (laughs) Quit winning all the time. Well, it's difficult. Like, you know, 
the fastest guys on the teams were lucky to be in the top 10 in our yeah. races mm-hmm. and our our juniors and yeah. the cat fours or cat threes are killing it for yeah, us that helps. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys that are twos and ones were they're struggling was hayden down there he he was how'd yeah. he do he he raced uh the men's one two field on saturday and and did well didn't have any mechanicals good for him yeah um, the, i wonder if the new wheel switch is helping him yeah i think so yeah because yeah. he was he kept it, flatting or something it yeah. was a it was a difficult wheel choice or, or, yeah. or tire choice weekend because there was all this soft grass that you needed some tread to be able to make turns in mm-hmm. but then there was also this lots of gravel like a lot oh. of gravel corner sections so if you had too much uh, too much tire pressure, you would skid out on the gravel sections. If you didn't have, if you just had file treads on, you didn't do well in the grass. So uh, you kind of had to go middle ground. What'd you go PSI? Are you allowed to share that? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's I, top I, secret. I just, I've just, I've been riding a mud tire on everything that has okay. quite a bit of tread on yeah. it, and uh, I, I ride like twenty five PSI. Yeah. And I'm 185 pounds. I've been having to make that. Like I've been riding at like 40 lately, and I realized I was like, that's way too much. But to me, like 40 seems like whoa, that's incredibly low. It depends but, on the well, uh, the volume of the tire too. Yeah. I'm riding yeah. 30, 33 tires. Oh, got it. Okay. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. gravel tires will be 40s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can go a little lower on the 40s, 40s on the and yeah. still be fast. Yeah. Yeah. So got it. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a video on that. I was mm-hmm. super happy with uh, how the weekend rolled out for me that I got a couple of six places. So it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Team had fun. Well done. Thank you. Our tents didn't fare so I well, I was though. about to ask about the tent. <laughs> yeah, so team, team tent. <laughs> the team tents. We, we set them all up on Friday. The races are on Saturday and Sunday. Um, after the race on Saturday, the, the Cross Crusade people are there at the course changing the course a little bit there were just a few minor changes they made for the next day and during that time a little squall blew through the area with some high winds and our tents even though they were lowered and staked to the ground the wind caught the canopies Mm -hmm. and ripped them right off the legs the aluminum tore like it it sheared yeah yeah Yeah, the aluminum sheared yeah Yeah. and it it blew across (laughs) It blew across the course, took mm-hmm. out a bunch of other tents, and hit some cars. Actually, oh. yeah, it was, it was. We got like an emergency message. Hey, um, your tents. Yeah, and the Cross Crusade people they went through and took everybody's tent down. Not like they didn't have a hundred other things going on, changing that, the course. But what else do you do? Yeah, you know they're going all yes. over the place if you don't do it. So, so they like took because everybody left their tents up. They just you know weighted them down or staked them down because that's yep. normally. All you need. Good so, enough. Yeah. What was left was four legs from two tents. Correct. Like, so up. eight legs stuck into the ground. Staked into the ground. Staked there. Still there, yeah. but the tops were gone. They just sheared off. Did you guys just toss toss the tent? Like what was well, left Well, the canopies it? are still good. The, the, the like, the, yeah, like yeah, custom yeah. printed canopies yeah, are still which good. Which is expensive. But the frames are shot. Well, that's good then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as like replacing it, because the canopy is more expensive yeah. than the, mm-hmm. the actual frame. So. Yeah, so we just went tentless, and, and it was tentless. It was cold, but it was pantsless and was tentless <laughs> on a twenty-six degree day. <laughs> All right, how about we jump into some leadout news, Lance? Do you have uh, winners? Winners? From, I do. Th- from this past weekend, why don't we just run through that real quick? I don't think we have too much else to talk about. 
So day one at uh, Cross Crusade in Bend, um, the the men's one two field was actually won by Carl Decker. Okay, great. Yeah, Carl Decker doesn't uh, do a whole lot of yeah. cross races, but it was he lives in Bend. He's from Bend. Okay, he's won that race a lot in the past, and so uh, he like he ripped in there. And do you recall how old he is? He's forty eight. I'll tell you right now. Isn't that awesome that you could be 48 years old? He's 45. 45? He's 45. almost as old as Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) 45, though, and so, like, handling your business out there in the the 1-2 class. That's fantastic. Yeah, Carl Decker took first. uh, Jacob Rathy took second, who's 29, and Sean Babcock um, took third. That was on the first day. The women was won by Sophie Russenberger, and then second was Allison Halpin, and third, Serena Bishop-Gordon. On day two, um, and again, even though everybody's in costume, the there was like the top fifteen people were seriously racing. Oh yeah, were yeah. they in yeah. costume it's, though? It's a cycling yes. race. There's going to be people actually racing, no matter what. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in costume. I mean, I think a lot of people think about what costume can I wear, <laughs> but How it needs to be functional. Race. I'm right. dressed up as a golf ball. No, yeah, it's a golf ball. <laughs> actually, so, that's a good idea. On day two, it was won by Jacob Rathy, who was in a cat costume. He had a tail and full makeup. Yep. Uh, <laughs> second place was Christopher Jones. He is from Bend. He had on some kind of funky tights and something else. I was disappointed in his costume. And, um, <laughs> Lance Hepler does not approve. Oh. <laughs> Tell the truth. How do you really Calling feel? Calling it out. Okay. We're have to have him on next week. He's going to defend himself. Then uh, third place was Carl Decker. He took third. And he was in a he was in a full yellow suit. Like a... Like a, like a banana George? suit? What? Wow. No. Like Curious a, George? No. no. Like, a, like from the 80s. He had on like... Like Max Headroom from the eighties. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like a like a two piece like suit. suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Like like pants and, like and a jacket. Hammer? Like, like no, hammer time. No, not like like, like hammer time. <laughs> that's like what I'm picturing. Okay. You know, like a pinstripe suit you go to church in. Ah, but it, it was yellow. I was out. I was born in ninety. <laughs> and he was wearing <laughs> was these not... funky glasses. His his costume was fantastic, and like Josh Kelly was in Lederhosen. And um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Le- Lederhosen would be a very good racing <laughs> yeah. like thing to wear. <laughs> so maybe even maybe. better than a dress. Yeah. So it was fun. It and they were serious. They were, they were going for it. They were racing. They were not messing so around. <laughs> they were not messing around. I think um, Barry Wicks, who also, he's usually in the mix. He was in like a full dinosaur oh, yeah. outfit that that's covered hard. his whole head. <laughs> that's he impressive. I love those things. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was should, hilarious. Should we send you next year down to that uh, wind tunnel place so then, like yeah, the week before my, we can we can test six test or seven different dresses. costumes? Yeah, get the I best know. get the best costume. <laughs> the guy who placed just in front of me in my field, he was in a full silver jumpsuit, um, but he had a a shark balloon trailing him, a helium shark balloon that oh, was cool. like just tied Duh, to a no. seat. Just... It was just floating around behind. Him. <laughs> I wish you know where he's in the field. You can tell wherever he is. That's awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So probably not that bad. I I couldn't catch him. He beat me with trailing a balloon. I'll, the, he's running from a shark, man. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> he's the always balloon. he's always gonna beat you when he has that shark chasing him like that. <laughs> the balloon did rip off on like the uh, third lap, but oh. it was still it was still friggin' hilarious. So it made me laugh. How about the women's field? The women's field on day two and and was won by Beth Ann Orton. And I believe that she was in a baby shark 
Um, oh. Baby Shark. Baby Shark is a, oh, Baby Shark is a meme of That's some sort, awesome. right? It's a, it's a song. song. A meme. That's a yeah. song. You should know this. Well, <laughs> you have children. Meme. It's a meme song. I don't, my kids don't know about it. Oh, they don't. Really? They don't know about Baby Shark. You have sheltered them well, my friend. Have you not? Shown I got them destroyed Baby Shark? by that. Yeah. How do your kids all know? keep it quiet? Should I share this with them? Please do. I'm gonna send them to your house too. Beth Ann Orton had had a little speaker on her that was playing the Baby Shark song. No, that's awesome. As she was racing. That's good because it's it's timely right oh yeah it was hilarious uh second was serena bishop gordon and third was sophie rustenberger and honestly i don't remember i, I don't remember what they were wearing the baby shark costume takes yeah. there's no way that anybody's yeah. beating that so no it was hilarious good cool. times did you guys hear that chris firm's going in for surgery again oh no no really, really? No, it's not bad though. I mean, what it's it? just to take out all the hardware that he has in him. Oh, I mean, he's got all the, yeah. the screws and rods and whatnot. So um, okay. I saw that he was riding out in the rain with his team, and I was like, Ew, "Those conditions look rough." Didn't he do the crit in Japan? Maybe that's I what I think. It was. So yeah, he did, he did the crit. that was the one that was really rough weather, right? I think crits. so. Yeah, yeah. I just I have respect for that. I mean, the fact yeah. that he went through what Good he went through yep. and how badly injured he was. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry, but I like Chris Froome. I know everyone, like, no, there's like a lot of hate for Chris Froome. I've always liked him. I Everybody like him. Everybody hates the winner. I know. You, people just you, like the winner. If but you I think, watch, like, biographies on Chris, like, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Yeah. He does a lot of charity work, too. Like, he's, yeah. yeah. If he comes back, I'm going to pull for him. You know, it'd be it'd be a great comeback story. I'm sure he's never going to ride a TT bike without his hands again, though. That's yeah. for sure. GT and Bernal are both saying that they're going to support him for the tour really? next year. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Cool. The two former winners. Yep. Are they really? I'll believe that when I see it. Support but him. <laughs> <That's> I know. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll support him to a certain degree. If he starts to falter, then they'll just. You know, <laughs> Bernal's going to support him until he feels Bernal. good to attack. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Those guys he are, did. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once he knew he didn't have it, he supported Bernal. Yeah, but there was one point where he bridged. He tried to. He was leading the group that was chasing up. Bernal. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I, I, I know what you mean. Like he was saying, "I'm supporting Bernal," but I think when it brass tacks comes down, like if they feel good, they're gonna push. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait and find out. We're gonna have our <laughs> tour predictions. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> tour we'll have our takeover. tour predictions. Is it tour July takeover? Yet? They did announce the course, and it is it is quite different this year. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. The climbers dream, dream, man. Got to be climbers a little mountain goat. More climbers, fewer time trials. More landslides. Uh, more. <laughs> the, just shorter, shorter. Shorter um, stages. Shorter stages. Yeah. Mostly on the southern part of the... It should be interesting. All right. Let's jump into another listener hot lab, guys. Here we go. Hello. Scott, what's up? This is Jake from the Dow Podcast. How are you? What's up, Scott? Jake, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for coming on today, buddy. Um, you're yeah. coming on to join us for our listener hot lap, and uh, the guys have some questions for you. Um, Lance, let's start with you, man. Scott, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, cycling uh, prowess and history? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I started too late. I'll tell you that. I didn't start till my late 30s. I tried a short track race. Me and Sean Virgillo, we went over there. I think we caught the last week. So it was August. It was 90 degrees and dusty. <laughs> and we did the men's beginner. And I think he got like 10th and I got 12th. And at the end, he was laying flat on his back saying that was the dumbest thing I ever did. And I was smiling. <laughs> all, I could, all I could do was smile. It was so fun. Nice. So then I just the next year I did the whole series and then uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. To Wait, a little bit so of your entry into cycling as a whole was through cyclocross? No, short, short track. track. Oh, short track. Short track, yeah. So yeah. prior to that, you weren't riding bikes at all? 
Oh, I've been riding bikes since I was a kid. I was always a BMX mountain bike guy. That's how I got around town. I didn't even have a car when I was a senior, so I just was always either running or riding bikes. Nice. <laughs> but never raced until way later. Got it. So fast forward, you know, go over the years. I mean, what, what disciplines are you racing these days? Uh, a little bit of road, mostly just the PIR stuff, but I love short track. I kind of build my season up to start at short track and then really love cyclocross. Yeah. I, we're, we're in the same category, me and Scott, and I was really looking forward to racing him this year because I think we would have given each other some sweet yeah. competition. Yeah. But tell yeah. us what happened, Scott. That didn't really uh, pan out. Exactly the same feeling. I'm, I'm, I watched Lance race, and you know we're both in the 50-plus, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great because I won the, the Trophy Cup Series last year, and I wanted you know someone there with me. And... Uh, yeah, I had a, a bad meniscus, really had a sore problem with my knee and ended up having surgery in the uh, first of September. And uh, it seems to be good now. Okay. Good. That's but, good. Yeah, so, so bummed that I couldn't race Lance. That was going to be so fun. Well, I kept the trophy cup win in the family with uh, with Dowd Cycling for us, Scott. <laughs> we, we can just assume that Scott would have won. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just make that assumption this Scott season. Scott's a much better bike handler than I am. He's actually much more technically efficient. So, so it's at BMX riding, right, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Evan, do you have some questions for Scott? Yeah. So, Scott, I know running history for you like how uh, did you use that just as fitness for a while or did you actually race like through track and cross country when you were a kid i ran cross country all through high school and just absolutely loved it mm-hmm. and did road races on the weekend just your 5 and 10k stuff and was never that fast i was i was the number 5 guy on our cross country team but i ran like a 17 10 5k which isn't yeah. horrible that's good yeah pretty good for a number 5 guy Definitely helped you in cyclocross, probably. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it was just not so much uh, cycling back then, it just to get around town, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where'd you grow up, Scott? Uh, Port Townsend. Okay. Okay. I'm not from yeah. this region. Describe Port Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> it's up well, by that was where Puget, Officer okay. and a Gentleman was filmed. Oh, nice. So, and the fort, actually, Fort Warden was about four or five miles from my house so every day i would either run or ride my bike to fort warden do a couple of loops you know go down through town and then come back home and it just was it's a nice old town to grow up in good mm-hmm. matt do you have some questions for scott since you're a cyclist and a runner do you think that we should have more triathlon content on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, wait how much uh, more? How, yeah, how, how much more? Do we have enough say. or do we need more? <laughs> <laughs> I really respect the triathlete. I really do. And I love watching like the sprint triathletes and, and I've been to Kona and I love watching the, but as soon as you guys start talking about swimming, I'm just like, <laughs> so thank you so, thank you scott but scott what i like, hear there is two-thirds of the time you're paying attention then right i'm trying to juggle <laughs> cycling and work and and my life you know it's like how could you throw two more things in there jeez exactly you, you just have to do them all poorly yeah, that's that, that's the best the way is, yeah that's the key so, something's got to suffer which one's it going to be all of them <laughs> everything <laughs> all right real quick my question um 
what is your favorite segment on the show? But before you answer that question, why do you listen to the Dialed Podcast? You guys are just funny. I mean, you Thank guys you. are just... Yeah, that's me. That's more me. laughing it, at us. It's, it's mostly Lance. Yeah, it's mostly Lance. <laughs> but uh, you're just fun to listen to. I just, I like the content. You know, you guys just kind of play off each other and it's it's fun to listen to. And it's fun when people you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do listen to some other podcasts and you know, they're all very interesting. You can learn a lot of things. Last week, that thing with Rachel McKinnon, that's a tough subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had a we had a, a, a 25 minute argument before we started recording today. It was like yeah. we could have pressed we, record and done an <laughs> absolutely an entire ep, an additional episode on the same topic. Right. So, yeah. And it's a lack of education. You could really put your foot in your mouth, but yeah. I, I feel for both sides. You know, it's yeah. just tough. It's kind of a no win situation, yeah. to be honest with you, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Cool. Um, questions what, for what's us. What's your favorite segment? Favorite segment? Oh, gosh. I do like the recap of, you know, the races. It's cool. We've had a, a quite a few people say that. The That's back kind pedal, of nice, yeah. the back pedal. It's good. Because yeah. we always were, like, worried about, you know, going on and on about that. Course. But it's cool that people are okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because I love, I just love racing. I'm a, I'm a results junkie, whether it's running. I, <laughs> yeah. watched, I just watched the Doha Marathon this morning because I hadn't seen that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love to look up the, the Ober results to see how everyone did. Cause I know so many people, you know, I've been racing for 14, 15 years now and, uh, made a lot of really good friends with yeah, people. That for sure. That's cool. For sure. It's gonna be fun to see your name back in those results next year. Hopefully I'll be out there with you. So I think I'm going to do Barton park. Oh, really? Knees yeah, come along I, that I, much to be able to do it, huh? Wow. I'm going to hit the last one. That'd Excellent. Fun. Excellent. Um, yeah couple questions for us do you have any not really i gotta go to work (laughs) (laughs) we we had a little bit of difficulty connecting with scott so we burned up some of the used time super nice (laughs) of you to take the time to actually chat with us yeah i wish i I wish i had more time i'd love to come sit in if you have an empty chair sometime great that would be fantastic we would like that and we do appreciate all of the uh, the comments that you give us on social media. That's that's nice too. It's always good to see your name there, chiming in with a little bit of your two cents. Yeah, so. yeah. it was fun when it was live. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back yeah. to that eventually. I, I don't it's know fun. what it is. I don't know if it was the computer that we're using or if it was um, the, the the internet connection that I had here, but it just got to the point where it was too choppy. So I've actually yeah. been looking into some other means to that, and I'm hoping that we'll have something um, again soon because that was pretty fun to have that live interaction with folks. Yeah. And we're talking about doing a, a live 100th episode from a, a bar, like maybe Hopworks or something like that. Yeah, so. and have people come yeah. show yep. up and heckle us while we... A lot of heckling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be interesting. <laughs> cool. All right, yeah. Scott, we appreciate Appreciate your time, man, and we will see you out there for, uh, racing soon. Thanks for including me. I appreciate it. Thanks, right, Scott. Man. Take care, bud. All right. Talk to you see soon. See you later. Bye. Let us jump into the topic. Mm-hmm. Recovery. Oh, boy. Science and pseudoscience. Evan brought this up to us a couple of weeks ago, and we've kind of been dancing around with wanting to do this, and it's yeah. something I think is going to make for a great topic. I'm going to let you kind of talk about this a little bit more, Evan. I, and just, I just like things where we get to argue at each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to play any role of argument. Matt whichever. does a great job of always devil advocating anything I say, which I like. Yeah. Well, it's I fun. usually need to get checked on basically everything I say. But So today I brought in yeah, a pair of Air Relax recovery boots for everyone to try. 
mostly Lance because he never wears pants. So we try to cover up those legs of his. <laughs> and I would consider them Normatech knockoffs. Yes. The knockoff Normatech brand. And, and that would be, you know, only because they're probably a fourth the price of Normatech. Mm-hmm. They kind of do the same thing. This is one of those pseudoscience like, hey, does air compression, you know, rolling through these air compression boots, you know, how does that help you recover? Is it real science? Is there anything to it or are we just, you know, selling sugar pills? So Normatech's claim, and I'll say it's because mm-hmm. I actually, this was years ago, um, when Nationals for Triathlon was in Milwaukee, uh, this was one of the first years Normatech was out there, or at least out there in the triathlon community. It was the first time I saw them at a race. Now they're at, what, Matt, you, you've probably seen them at every, every race now. I, every Ironman there. Every Ironman well, race now. there's always, they're, they're at a lot of places. Yeah. And yeah. they definitely go after triathletes as a market. That's kind of the big one, yeah. And I'm sure they go yeah. after some cycling events as well. Probably. I, I've seen them here and there, but you know, maybe your legs it's more don't a, get hammered. Yeah, it might be more. We don't run. Yeah, but you know, I see um uh, some of the pro cycling yeah. teams. Those guys well, brought them to the tour, so I think that there were some some teams that had them at the tour. But the, so when I was there with the legs on, I asked the guy. At this time, I think I was an undergraduate still. So I asked the guy who was there genuinely. Now I'm not sure if he was. I don't think that he was one of the. Scientists, People, yeah, scientists behind right. the 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 algorithm that is Normatech. But he explained to me that their pneumatic pressure pattern is an algorithm that they've based off lymphatic flow. Right, but just moves from your feet to your calves yeah. to your knees to your quads. So and then back down. just to give everybody a rough idea of anybody who doesn't know what lymph is, it's the fluid outside of your vessel system that can you know group in certain areas. Uh, generally, if you've been Let's say you've been laying down for a while and then you go and sit and stand for a super long time and your feet start to swell. That would be your lymph system swelling in that region. And then you put your feet up and it drains back down into your, your vessel flow system. So, I mean, they're, they're basically claiming that they have this, this proprietary algorithm that is most efficient at pumping that back into your system. Now, do I believe that said guy trying to sell me Normatech has any idea what that algorithm is or if that right. algorithm actually is truly well-researched or actually does anything different than a, than a lymphatic massage would do? I don't know by it, but that's just me. <laughs> so this particular type of recovery system, and I'm sure we'll talk about more yeah. than this, but this has been used for long before Normatech has been in existence, long I would before. think, right? Because, long before, you, yeah. you know, post-surgical, I mean, this is like one of the standard things, right? You mm-hmm. know, like air compression boots for they, post-surgical. They gave you the little ice compression. And uh, uh, Jake, you got one after your surgery, correct? Did they give you one of those little ice compression sleeves? Uh, well, well, I had to buy one, but um, they told they me that give I... you one? No. Oh. <laughs> well, Ouch. they would gladly sell you one oh, to make yeah. a few bucks, but they didn't give me anything. Are, are you referring to my – which which of my injuries are you referring to? My shoulder? <laughs> we'll go with the ankle. We'll go with the ankle. Uh, well, Do when I, I broke my hip – so I'm in the hospital for both times. They, mm-hmm. they had the, the air pump things on yeah. my legs just to help recover and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did have a broken ankle when I got hit by the car, and they were trying to pump things back. Um they didn't put anything special or specific on me. They didn't even recommend that I have anything like that. They just gave me ice packs as needed for the pain management of my ankle. And they were mm-hmm. having me wear those um, air pump things. I don't even know what they would call those in the hospital, but um, just to make sure that there was lymphatic flow. It's basically like a game, what quote unquote game ready system, which is just an ice. It's just a compression and ice system. Yeah. There was no ice apart of my, uh, Got it. Th- that system. So, okay. 
Um, and it was kind of the same thing too. And I broke my hip seven, yeah. six or seven years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, when I got home though, I did purchase, uh, for compression sake, I, I purchased a, an ice pack that had the ability to do compression. Um, mm-hmm. I was willing to try anything just to yeah. help with the pain management because it was so God awful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if I answered your question or not. But. No, no, that was, that was basically because I think here's, here's the, 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 the question that everybody always gets is like, okay, I'm injured, fill an injury here. What should I do? Ice or heat? Now from personal experience from you three, what, what usually works for you three? Let's say, let's say you get back and you crashed and your hips killing you. What do you put on it? Ice. Ice. ice right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think heat's bad? Uh, not right. In, well, in, right in the beginning, maybe because yeah. there's just so much swelling in there. I feel like it's not going to help alleviate that swelling. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's important a couple of days into it because that's how you're going to get blood flow back to the air to get those nutrients that your body needs to repair itself. Correct. This is so anecdotally. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Right. Okay. okay if you're talking in the acute phase. So let's look at like the two, three days after that crash when that area is hot and swelling and there's redness and it hurts like the Dickens, you, you know, historically you say, let's put ice on that yeah, because you want to vasoconstrict, correct? That's that, that's the thought process basically is when things get cold, you kind of shrivel up. That's your vessels do the same exact thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing is that we've, we've found that actually ice doesn't really penetrate that deep cooling system wise. Think of your core temperature. How cold do you have to be for your core temperature to actually start coming down? Let's say you're sitting at like 98, 99 degrees or whatever is your core temperature. For vasoconstriction and dilation to really happen at a deep core level, when we're talking about that, you know, uh, system, let's say at your hip, like that deep venous system at your hip, yep. y- your core temperature would have to drop. Hmm. That's pretty cold. So there is a group out there, and I'm just giving the group thoughts out there. There's a group out there saying that ice is purely for pain relief in the acute mm-hmm. phase, okay. purely. And the reason being, uh, temperature and pain run the same uh, neural pathway. So that's why when you put ice on something, all of a sudden you're like, okay, this doesn't hurt as much. It's literally, it's, it's, it's miscommunication to your brain. Okay. It's, it's trying to interrupt that. Pain I'm sure there's signal. numbness, right? I mean, yeah. we've yeah. all used ice to numb a certain spot. Exactly. Yep. yep. Same, same idea. You're basically just interrupting yeah. that pain signal. That's my opinion. There are people out there, I'm sure, still believe like, hey, you know. Wait, so this is Evan science? Evan this is science. Evan science. There's bro <laughs> science. This There's is Evan this is also science. science for people a lot smarter on that than me who have <laughs> well, done quite a bit more research. I know they've but. done a lot of research on ice baths for athletes, and it has been pretty hit or miss. You it know, is. As far yeah. as like they can't decide whether or not it helps at all. Yeah. So. I'm going to err on the one. side of it doesn't help because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they, they hurt. <laughs> they are yeah. just hurt. not fun well, and at that's, all. And that's always the, the, the question that, Matt, this was the conversation we were having last night is, well, what was this? Was I having this with you well, when we were know. talking about recovery? of If if somebody is offering you something recovery-wise oh. that is very expensive, you like placebos are great. Placebos work. There's research out there that placebos work. Placebos are great. Placebos are great. I love a good placebo. Placebos are awesome. There's a, not to go back to the book that I'm reading, but the book I'm reading about Jacques Anquetil, oh, yeah. the guy saw a witch doctor his entire career who literally just <laughs> touched him. No, I'm not making this up. They said before a race, he had the doctor touch his neck because I think he had bronchitis and then he went out and won the race and he was convinced that the doctor healed his bronchitis oh by gosh. touching his neck. Placebo works, but... If that placebo costs three to four thousand dollars, I feel really, 
I'm more careful to say probably it doesn't work to the level that uh, you think it does. Okay, here's here's what I want to know. Yeah. You have a multi-day stage race or I'm racing yeah. two days in a row or I have a really hard effort or at training camp and, and yeah. we've gone really hard one day and we know we're going to go hard the next day. What do you do that night? Do you do ice? Do you do heat? Do you do the Normatec type boots? Do you leg massage? Do you use the stick and roll out your calves? Do you lay with your feet up? Do you, what, what, what do you guys do? Number one thing you should do, sleep. Sleep, sleep is it. my number yes, one Matt. as well. And, and you, could skip, you could probably do all that stuff or skip it. It'd probably be the exact same. All that stuff. Here's I the think difference. Is- you can buy the most expensive Normatec boots and sleep seven hours that night. And not buy those Normatec boots and sleep nine hours that night. I'm going to take the guy who slept nine hours that night. Just so you know, Normatec boots are $1,295. Oh, okay. And the uh, MSRP, you're never going to pay full price, I'm guessing. Yes. The Air Relax leg recovery system is $399. Okay. Sleep is free. And sleep is free. (laughs) Now, how many people do you know who have actually purchased the Normatec sleep? We know a couple. My mother. Your mom? Does yeah. she use them all the time? All the it's time. Triathletes. She loves them. Yep. Triathletes. It did. Okay. I'm well, gonna I, get. I'm gonna get an angry text after this podcast <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I sat down on the floor here before the podcast yeah. and and pulled on Matt's mm-hmm. boots, the the knockoff Normatec boots. Totally. Sure. And yeah. uh, and used them for about ten minutes or so or less. They, yeah. It's like a. It it's great. Like, it feels great. It's, it's like, like a massage. It's like a massage. I like them. Legs. But you know what's yeah. sad is like all these athletes swear by massages. Massages are on the same list of like man. There's no I would, evidence out there. I would. I would say. If somebody asked me, should I buy these boots or should I find a massage therapist I like, I would say go find a massage because therapist. Because they can you like. you through certain ranges of motion that you're not going to get with that. Yeah, and there's a little bit better research behind actual lymphatic massage. Like, like there, there is some science behind lymphatic massage. You can actually get certified in as a physical therapist. So so it's a it's a well-studied area that I am not a specialist in, so I will right. not speak on gotcha. the research behind it, but there is research behind what they do. Not as much recent research on Normatec unless Normatec wants to point to something, but I yeah. doubt that as the research that lymphatic massage has behind I just, it. I think that for you, Lance, in a situation where you're like at a training camp and you have time to roll out and do the compression boots and get the sleep, you do all of you it. You do all of it. You And some of it might just be placebo, but we know yeah. placebo works. And it's like, yep. you do all of it. You hope your legs feel better the next day. And the science might not just, it just might not be there. And it's just, it's not to say one way or the other, but that it's inconclusive doesn't mean that it doesn't yes. work. Right. That's I a like really so. good way to put that. Matt. What I, I like about all of yeah. these little devices and tools is that they get you to that state of rest, relaxation, about and recovery. sleep. Yeah. What are you doing, Lance, when you're sitting there with those boots on? I'm just not chilling. Moving. You're chilling. You you're sitting there doing with your feet up almost. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And does that work? I personally, I don't know. Do I want to personally spend twelve hundred dollars on it? Probably not. Thirteen. I'm more of like a meat. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> well, I was going to if it was twelve. But I'm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm more of a meat and potato guy. When it, guy, when yeah. it comes to your recovery, I, I, I like stuff like rest and sleep. I like proper food. I like looking at your diet. I like looking at the structure of your program and building in recovery That's blocks. That's important. Those one. are the yeah. things to me that carry the most weight. This other stuff is that little like 5%, the last little fringe part of yeah. like your recovery. Um, but yeah. again, that's just my two cents. Like it could be completely wrong. It could be missing the boat entirely. But those other things that I just mentioned, I think that that's where the vast majority of your recovery happens. Now to toss another monkey wrench into this conversation that we can all argue about. Um, we had a comment from 
two podcasts ago, correct? Somebody inquiring why I don't use any anti-inflammatories. Oh, yes. oh yeah, that's right. Thank so you Lance, for bringing that up. Day three of that training camp, you guys have now ridden 4,000 miles and 2 million feet of elevation gain, and Lance's <laughs> quads are a bit burny in theirs. So would you ever use, do, do you use anti-inflammatories sure. when you're feeling rough? Yeah. How often do you use them in a year? Not, say? not, not rarely. that often. Rarely. Yeah. I lo- I no, no, more than rarely. Maybe, more than rarely. Maybe okay. a couple times a month. Okay. Okay. That's probably similar to me. Once yeah. or on average, but it's once like or if I'm really like achy, really achy. Yeah. yeah. I might take some anti-inflammatory. So, Advil. The, I take Advil. the physical mm-hmm. therapist in me tells people, if you're going to use anti-inflammatories, you got to use them on a cycle. So, and this is coming from my my pharmacist friends, not really from this, me. From is this like knock out the inflammation? Yes. With so a, with a certain dosage, certain dosage then, over yeah. a two week period, basically you then, you you take them consistently. Now I know most athletes use them like actually most people I think in general use them like Lancet. I just hear most athletes using them in that fashion not of the daily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or or that you would never use them in a two week cycle. It's I'm dead this week and I'm using them for two three days maybe. Would you say roughly or even just one? Just boom, maybe. just once. Yeah, maybe yeah. once. So. For me, and you have to understand, I grew up not taking anti, um, no anti-inflammatories, didn't take antibiotics, so I'm coming from a biased opinion of it. Well, and you don't have the experience of having felt what it feels like to be, you know, to have that like soreness or achiness go away. That's true. That's true. So that's tricky. Yeah. And I think there's, there's definitely something to be said. Like, I think if we really look at it, when you reduce inflammation by taking an anti-inflammatory, you're reducing blood flow to the area that needs it. So yes. there's, I think it's one of those things where it's like, the way I look at it is like, I'm hurting and I can't make it through X, Y, Z without some pain reduction or some anti-inflammatory type situation. It's like, great, I'll use that or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just, if you're just muscle soreness or whatever, then maybe it's good to leave them, you know, aside and hope that you're going to have better recovery, better muscle growth because you're getting more circulation to the area that needs it. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, I think a lot of times probably Lance, when you're using it, it's probably the situation where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to get through X, Y, Z if I take this. And if I don't, yeah. I'm well, not. And Lance and Lance hammers himself at some of these. Well, 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 I mean, like, like the gravel events, like you're hammering yourself through those, but yeah, it was like four or five hours a day yeah. for five days yeah. in a row. And yeah. yeah, when I got off the bike, I ate something mm-hmm. and I sat in my van with my legs up. <laughs> For yeah. the next six hours, yeah. and then I went to sleep, doing as much recovery as you <laughs> could possibly like, squeeze into like it. Yeah, hardly anything. Yeah. yeah, I just think sometimes it's like if it's the difference between you being able to get on the bike the next day and not take the anti-inflammatories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from from my perspective, the reason that I don't take them is purely because I try to keep my as as much as my diet absolutely needs work. I'm sure I try to keep things I put in take out yeah. as I, Pure. I try to trust my body's own natural yeah. recovery process as mm-hmm. much as possible. So I do try to think like that inflammatory process is for a reason. Yep. If I feel dead this one day, like I probably shouldn't be training right, right. now. That's training. But that's but different than a cycling so, racing season where you signed up for that four day race. You're going to race. Day three, you're feeling garbage. Like a triathlete, I'm, I'm racing on one day. Like, yeah, like one I'm going to be ready on that day. But I'm not racing back to back to back half Ironman. What about you know? What about an after an Ironman race? You have nothing coming up, and you are not going to race again for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter if your recovery is hindered by taking ibuprofen. Then yep. would would that be something you would consider? Uh, no, just because never. I I just don't. You're never going. to It's take more an of ibuprofen. a principle thing for me at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. I get it. It's I just more it. of a principle yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 
I get yeah. that. I'm, it's sometimes easier just to say like, I don't do these and then yeah. just not do it at all. Yeah. I also have a naturally addictive personality. So I know that if I open the gate to some things, I'm probably going to start doing it more often. So yeah. Yeah. Well, well but, I, yeah. I think that it's probably smart for you just to not do it because if you mm-hmm. try it, you might be like, Oh, this that next, felt the really next, good. the next, <laughs> probably not, but like, it's going to be the next time where you're like, Oh, I'm sore. And I know this would fix it. Yeah. 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 Lance doesn't drink beer. I don't. Exactly. Yeah. I drink wine it's, three times a week. It's almost like, you don't, you don't miss week. it. I don't miss it. I don't know what I'm missing yeah, and I'm exactly. not going to do it now. I've lived right. my whole life yeah. without yeah. it. So yeah. is it going to make my life better? Does my, my yeah, life maybe. does not suck. My <laughs> life does it, not suck right now. I think beer, maybe, beer does not suck. I think if you had been, maybe your life would suck more at this point. Maybe. Honestly. I think you, I think you that, not yeah. drinking beer that entire time is maybe what made your life so good. Yeah, that's possible. That's <laughs> but possible. Like, but like same same idea with the, the approach to take that. I was like, Lance, why don't you just have one beer tonight? Yeah, I just... Principle. It's easier to say no. That's like same idea with me with antibiotics and anti-inflammatories. Same idea. Yeah. I've used them sparingly like yeah I, I deal you've with, used them very sparingly in I, some situations <laughs> I, I like my shoulder i'm not kidding your hurts yeah. every single every day, day. Yeah. like right now yeah. i have a certain level of pain in there i've just it's almost like the whole yep. like when you ice something you get used to it you get acclimated I, mm-hmm. i'm just used to that now it constantly hurts i can tell you exactly where it hurts and why yeah. and the mm-hmm. ranges of motion i put it through it will hurt i'm sure if i took some anti-inflammatory it might help me if i took what Tylenol or Excedrin or not Excedrin. What would it be? Advil. 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 Is that the anti-inflammatory that most everybody are leave? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably ibuprofen is what most people. Yeah. I mean, it would would probably help me. I just don't take it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things. Like I don't want to rely on something and I don't know what the long-term effect of taking something on a very consistent basis would be. It's, it's, it's a strain on your liver. That is for, there's, there's research. It is a strain on your liver long-term. Right. But I think the good news is they have been, people have been using that particular drug for a long time. So there's a lot of, it saved millions of lives. Oh yeah, absolutely. So there's that whole side to it too. It's tough because I feel like the four of us kind of have a similar opinion on this. Like we all try to avoid it. So, well, I think it's like, it's harder to have a good discussion. I do not avoid antibiotics. And, okay, antibiotics, and I, yes. And but, I prescribed yeah. antibiotics. Sure. Oh, are we talking about antibiotics? Well, antibiotics are dead. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anti-inflammatories, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't shy away from them, but I don't chase after them as well. It's. You know, Did you but, prescribe opioids? Of yes. Do you feel like that was a good call or bad call? Uh, there were some situations where it was great. And it was absolutely needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I had several patients that absolutely needed them. Yeah. Yeah. If but, you had. Looking back at not 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 yourself because because you practice at a different time than I'm practicing right yeah. now, ancient really. Well, I mean, we're we're, <laughs> almost, we're, we're almost talking years we're talking ago. hundred two hundred <laughs> years ago. I they mean, didn't have computers back then. We're they talking there's prior. No, there's no science prior. You know, I mean, back then they were sawing off limbs with surgery. So, right. <laughs> so but if you if you could look back at, with antibiotic and opioid, you know, like. Would you have changed anything that your community was doing at that time? That's a good question. I, but that's know, what the research you guys had that time. Right. Like, this is not an attack. I'm, I'm saying, like, would you have done something well, different? Well, I, I know that both of those things absolutely have their place. Mm-hmm. There are times when they are absolutely yeah. needed, but they are both very much abused. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're overdone and overprescribed mm-hmm. and overused, but... Mm-hmm. There, there are times when they are needed, yeah. and it and it may save your life. Yes. So when they need to be used, yes. they can save lives. Yes. The problem, at least with the opioids, is I think we found obviously when they don't need to be used, they can destroy lives, yes. which is the sad part. That yeah. is correct. 
Hey, let's get out of the weeds here. Maybe get back on pace with um, <laughs> yeah, we got, with actual we got recovery stuff. stuff. That's good talk. It, I'm learning stuff here. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other devices that you guys um, maybe recommend or you use or that you think are uh, bad for recovery? What about diet fads? Oh, man. We could go Recovery on. diet fads. If we like, want to go down another like rabbit what? hole. <clears throat> well, we know um, that there are certain foods that have anti-inflammatory properties, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. I mean, we always talk about, what do we talk about? Beet, beet juice, juice and beet stuff juice on here. But beet juice isn't really anti-inflammatory as much as it is like um, Performance a, dense, a, a yeah. dilator. a dense nutrient. Yeah. It's the a very dense nitrate nutrient. Yeah. Phytonitrates, yeah. Yeah. Um, like a ton of blueberries. My house yeah. goes through blueberries, blueberries like crazy. Blueberries yeah. too. Yeah. Antioxidant. Yeah. And, I mean, that's good. Um, but are there any actual devices out there that you guys yeah, like? Yeah, I'm There's, trying to figure out. Well, what do you guys think about rollers? You know, like we, you yeah. know, it's always one of the things where I see people are always recommending rollers. And I, I have been using them almost daily a little bit, kind of on the caps and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's helping. Those things are evil. <laughs> They're evil. <laughs> they I just hurt. don't know. I just don't know if it's, it's hard for me to say like, yeah, this is working or no, this is not. This it's just, is it's so hard to. This is my thing with rollers. Yeah. So you can like, there is no problem with using a roller. The, right. the, the problem is when people try to use a roller for an area that has been chronically an issue for a long time without addressing right. why it has been chronically an issue for a long time, which I'm going to be biased, go see a physical therapist because yeah. you can kind of assess sure. movement dysfunction. Well, what about what about foam rollers? Because PT yeah. is huge in, with foam rollers, right? I don't use a lot of foam rolling in my treatment because I think most people, like, I don't want to have to teach somebody how to foam roll. You can YouTube that and yeah. figure it out. It's not, it, there is no like, like hard science behind like your foam rolling wrong. Like it's, you know, I mean, find your area, find the pressure that you can apply through there. And if it feels good, do it. But I went, when I'm like educating somebody on what we need to do together, it's mostly on training load and movement patterns, yeah. which is mm-hmm. different than the world of recovery, which I think foam rolling can be great at. But if that's the only thing you're doing, and you think that that's going to correct like my chronic IT band that's been there for two years? Like you'd need to probably try something else. Yeah. You think it's you think it's legit science? Or you think it's bro science? Um, I think it's an awesome Uh-oh. desensitization <laughs> technique. Jake, what do you think? That's about actually rollers? what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> they have their place. I I, yeah. I personally try them and then I always start crying like a little baby and then I just <laughs> throw it in the corner and dog chews on it and I just I don't yeah. get back on it. I do use the stick. Um, okay. Oh, six or eight. I love the stick. I, I like those because yeah. I have a little bit more. But that's pr- kind of the same thing, right? Same, same concept. Same yeah. exact idea. I yeah. feel like I have a little bit more control over that. Yeah. Um, although it's sometimes kind of hard to get that that right angle with the right amount of pressure. But mm-hmm. um, I I tolerate that. I, I'm just not a fan of the foam roller. Yeah. It's just my two cents. Think of think of the stick as I mean we have those relaxed legs sitting over there or air my bad. Yeah. Air relax. Cool. Air relax. Relax get, air get air relax. My bad. Get the name right. Anyway. But I mean, that's, you know, you're putting pressure through an area. Now, Air Relax claims that's lymphatic flow. Your stick would claim it's what deep tissue massage, probably. Uh, the, the other big one is has everybody seen the Theragun commercials? Yeah, yeah those those things are, that's big. Those are huge, right? Those now. are huge. And so, you know, I, I had a patient ask me, and pretty, pretty cerebral guy, he really wanted to know, he's like, why do you think that's such a craze right now? Because it's new and the slow mo videos that, are really cool. They are to awesome see. on Instagram, aren't they? <laughs> those are some of the coolest little commercials. But you're, you're talking about the stick feels good because it is a deep pressure, which is reforming your sensation of an area. Like literally you are reforming your sensory center of your brain when you are consistently doing deep tissue. That Theragun not only does deep tissue, it's also doing vibratory, which is another neural tract. So you're talking about multiple signals getting sent to the brain, which is why for some people when you 
put the Theragun on, they'll almost like lose their mind. It's like a <laughs> you watch. I yeah, mean, you, yeah, you watch some of those reaction vibration. videos from it. It's like a. I mean, it's pretty crazy feeling. Yeah. I know we we had a little ball that did that in the office, and I put that it, like on I, my piriformis and just about lost my mind. It was un, like it was almost too much, you know, for yeah to sit on for more than fifteen seconds at a time. Gotcha. So it's anytime you put somebody through an experience like that, it's going to be something pretty intense. So Theragun, bro science or I'm going to say science, 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 science. science. Yeah. There's a reason that feels good. There's a real neurological reason that feels awesome. We need gotcha. one. We need to get one then. What I about the, have one. the E-STEM units that they yeah. were very popular with uh, within Good the call. cycling community just a year or two ago that everybody was wanting to pick what up? What was the one that Lance Armstrong was? Um, I don't recall. I'm sorry. Oh, who's going to remember this? Somebody's got to remember it. <sighs> I think yeah, somebody, oh, look it up. Um, somebody look it up. The one that Lance Armstrong has been talking yeah, about? Yeah. The, I think Jordan Rickards actually got one. One, yeah. one of our teammates, Jordan. I can't remember what that one's called either, but yeah. it's, was, it's, a little, it's just a little E-STEM unit. Yeah. 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 I mean that f- I used that when we were at one of our training camps. Yeah, feels good. Would right. I buy one? Probably not. Power dot. Power, Power dot. dot. I was gonna there say dot, dot dot something. Yeah, but I mean you're you're firing the muscles. The muscles are doing. They're moving. Sure. Maybe they're moving through a ra- you know some sort of range of motion that they wouldn't be doing otherwise if you were just sitting there. I don't know. Do Do, do you know what's interesting? So let's cycling we'll keep it just on cycling what they used to do for recovery for cycling back in the 50s and 60s was they all had massage therapists that would travel with the teams right mm-hmm. like you're you're, you're good yeah. expensive teams that's still a thing so you're talking about a massage which could be kind of like the normatech boots now sure kind of like those we can kind of equate it to that mm-hmm. really even close to the east units too but what the east units more do is like matt said that muscular uh, activation yep. yeah they would spin down before races for a pretty long time when I when I tell people to look at a recovery thing and say, can you point to something that you could be doing that's very similar to this without dropping a lot of money, you spin down after a race, go and get a massage and get nine hours of sleep. I know that they haven't done this study between the way they were recovering in the 50s and 60s and now because that'd be a very hard study to look at. I don't see a massive difference in the recovery. I don't think that recovery science is something that's like eons ahead of where it was at that time. I think we structure training a lot better now. Yeah. I don't think that they're racing 4 million times a year like they were before and riding 400 right. miles a day, which is probably why they're recovering better. But I think the recovery techniques, the idea behind recovery wasn't that different. There's no magic bullet now that we I have. I don't think to there's a magic recover. bullet. And maybe it's stuff. There's great we, drugs now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe the only difference is the drugs have gotten more efficient, but that'd be about that's it. That's a good question. You know, for like to a rider, I mean, recovery is everything for those guys. So, yeah. And they're still getting a massage each evening and spinning yeah. down after races. That's what they were doing in the 50s. Yeah. So. so let's run around the table real quick and just talk about a few things that you guys yourselves employ for recovering what you have found to be super helpful and beneficial for you. Sleep. Okay. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to disagree I with don't that. Think, I don't think that's, yeah. it's it's not too controversial. It's just, there's just not a lot of stuff out there that yeah. can get you there. So when you are in the throes of your Ironman training and sure. you're putting in big voluminous rides, um, or, or runs or swims sure. or what have you, yeah, yeah. do you, is that the first thing you do when you get home is go lay down, take a nap? No, only because my family won't let me. Yeah. So that's the problem that I have as well. Yeah. And that's the time ideally that, <laughs> 
that needs to be done, like a little power nap and then making sure that you're getting yeah. your good solid block of sleep at night. Yeah. I think uh, there are some benefits for me it, because I'm off to soccer or off to yeah. something else. Moving the legs and walking a little bit is probably good. And so that's that kind of active recovery stuff that we've exactly. at least touched on sure. you know, in the past 30 <laughs> minutes. But yeah. But so I think it's good to do some of the active recovery. Probably having a nap would be the best situation. It's just not an option. And so. Sure. I don't think that I optimize recovery or training for that matter because family optimization is like the yeah. top priority. Life, yep. Yeah. Now, if you were getting paid millions to go out there and be Mr. Pro Triathlete, I'm sure that would change a little bit, but us, yeah. uh, us regular folk out here just got to roll with the punches, getting right? Getting paid the big bucks like Evan Price here yeah. to my left. Are we Are we getting paid? I didn't know we are getting paid yet. <laughs> yes. Pro Triathlete. Shh, don't tell him. <laughs> no, I, Was I, I think, supposed to get paid? <laughs> I have had some times where I've had, you know, enough time to take a bath, a warm bath afterwards. Oh. After like a cold bike ride feels good. Those are awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. And then uh, some salt in there. Look at you. I haven't done that as much, but I, I, I've, it's I've, definitely something I, I, I use that. Yeah. Yeah. Believe in for sure. That feels good. I mean, again, stuff that feels good, you yep. know, probably going to help yeah. as far as whether that's, you know legit science or bro science i don't know um you know sitting on the couch with the air recovery boots on sure you know again you're sitting on the couch get you through that rest and relaxation state yeah yeah how about you i do basically nothing for recovery yeah go to work huh (laughs) yeah that's about it well what about on a saturday Saturday or something where you don't have anything to do after i go and die on the couch basically you go go die on the couch that's it just rest are you fueling yourself right after your workout Oh, Cassie's going to laugh at this. I Uh-oh. don't eat well after work. I usually come back after, like, let's say oh, when yeah. I'm in season doing the eight or nine hour days, mm-hmm. I'll come back and just like down a bag of chips and then just fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> oh, I'm not like, and then, and then I will Cassie eat like, was literally talking then, about this last night. And she was just like, yeah, he just I'll ate, a, like, snacked a whole bunch and like, <laughs> I'll grab like two big handfuls of spinach out of the yeah. refrigerator. This drives Cassie crazy. And I'll just like eat two big handfuls of spinach, I go on the couch thing. and just, I don't remember this. I just pass out. So. <laughs> Popeye action there, huh? Yeah. A handful of spinach is strange. If I if I didn't have that whole job thing that we all have, like That's maybe right. my recovery would look different. Well But I'm not gonna use that as an excuse. I probably could improve that. You aspect. probably could improve that recovery system. The bag of chips, it's hard to say. I'm I figure sure. that I can ride this wave for another couple more years oh, before totally. my body's gonna completely revolt against that. Uh, so. yeah, Let time. me ask yeah. you a quick question just to mm-hmm. kind of springboard off of what Matt was saying is like the rest yeah. and the sleep and that point. Um you do a lot of your training during the week before you go to work, correct? And after. Well, yep. And after work, yeah, I yeah. guess you do that. Yeah. So you're really not finding a lot of time for that. Zero time. The yeah. recovery rest. Um, I mean, I'd probably stand like 90, 80% of the day probably. Which might be better than sitting. I think so. I Some think, of both would probably be No, ideal. I think I think it's great that I stand all day. I think it builds, Um, you talked like ultra runners, they always talk about time on feet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time on feet. Lance knows yeah. that. Lance, you were standing what? 90% of your dental career. You, you were hunched over 90% of your dental yeah, career. I was sitting. I was always yeah, sitting. Were, I never, yeah. Oh, I you was, were in a hunched over squat position. I was position. hunched over <laughs> squat position. Yeah, your poor back. That's <laughs> why my back is ruined. I was about to say that. Guys I, ready for cycling. Yeah. You basically had to hang out in that position all day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you kind of being an anomaly because you're training all over the place and you work crazy hours and you're still young. You're going to recover that's what I'm saying. Well. I'm, I'm not sure how many more years I got left of this. But, you do yeah. work with some athletes and you do help them mm-hmm. with the recovery process because as a coach, that's something that's really important to yep. them. Do you ever get into um, just discussing when their workouts might be so that they mm-hmm. can optimize their, their training schedule so that they know that after my ride, my run, my whatever it might be, I have the ability to go and find some of that downtime where I can kind of kick my legs up, recover, 
take a nap if, if possible. I mean, do you yeah. do you look at their their whole I, schedule? I care a lot more about the patients and athletes I coach now their recovery than my own recovery. And I know it because I can if they're seeing me twice a week for PT, I can tell when they need to recover. Sure. They come in, there's a mood to it, there's a real fatigue in the voice. Uh-huh. There's I'm much more sensitive towards making sure that they're recovering because a lot of these people are going through active injuries too. Sure. Like I you know, there's you're, you're, you're talking about somebody who's training for a marathon. It's not just the training. It is, Hey, you've got three kids and a job and you know, a husband too, or a wife. And yeah. there's a lot like everybody here sitting at this table knows there's a lot of balancing that goes on there. So I always use the analogy and I've mentioned on this podcast before is that it's one cup stress in life is one cup. You don't have six cups yeah, for stress. Yeah, yeah, Lance has said that you can juggle what three balls, but three not four Lance. Yeah. I, I couldn't do four. I dra- I've, I use Lance's quote. I use that analogy all the time with my patients okay. and because I've got people training for marathons and triathlons that need to understand that in their first couple of years getting into that. So I think I, I care a lot more about the recovery of my patients than I do my own. That's probably why I'm not fast. Do right as now. I say, so, not as yeah. I do. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably why I, you know, I'm not doing great through big race blocks. So yeah. <laughs> How about you, Lance? Um, anecdotally, um, I seem to do well just sitting in the hot tub afterwards. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at training camp, you know, we had lots of days back to back that were very difficult. And the only really recovery things other than sleep that I did was I got in the hot tub every day. You did, yeah. And, and back, I back flipped off of it. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I used the stick a couple times, but mostly yeah. the hot tub is like my jam. It's my jam. It's, it's awesome. Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and, yeah. and this is, I hope that nobody listening to this thinks that any of us are like talking down recovery, just in ju- like recovery tech and all. If you have something that's like, hey, I love my foam roller. Yeah. And to heck with you for saying that foam rolling isn't scientifically proven. If it works for you, it works for you. Mm-hmm. My, my yeah. question is with, with people looking at expensive options, make sure you consider is there something else I could be doing like sleeping more? (laughs) What about going to a place that maybe provides these expensive options for you to utilize in your, uh, your regimen where you didn't have to buy them yourself. You can pay pay to use it. Oh, I think it's a good idea as long as people aren't like going broke doing it. Yeah. You know, where it's like, Hey, I can, you know, don't expect your world to change. No. But at the same time, it's like if you have the disposable income and you can hop in and you're going to relax for an extra hour of your day, I say, you know, pay that 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever and enjoy your time, you know, with, you yeah. know, like, again, we're talking about potentially like a Normatec pair of yeah. boots or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, what about you know, a float tank? You guys seen those? I, yeah. The float, you guys tanks, seen float tanks. I have no, yeah. I, I have, I have no idea. I've never tried one. Neither have I, but, but it sounds I, terrifying. I, I know me too. <laughs> uh, I have friends that swear by it. Swear by it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Again. Mm anecdotal evidence yeah yeah exactly. yeah that's the other thing is these are very hard things to study so that people don't think of like you don't like we haven't looked there you know you can look and google as much research as you want for this stuff it's going to be very scattered research and yeah. the reason it's scattered research is because research does well when you can create a, a normal you know a normal and a basically a placebo effect so yeah in these things it's hard to it's almost impossible to control placebo the placebo the how do you placebo a normatech or or the, yeah, or use a different algorithm. Where you're, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's what about you, Jake? I mean, I kind of went through my stuff that I. You, I have used. you tried the float thing? I have not tried the float. Let's nope. do it. Let's take the podcast on the on the road. Let's go <laughs> Let's for a float. There's <laughs> one in Seattle. Float. Yeah. There's also no, a there's str- one. There's one over by Costco. Oh, float, is it's there called now? Float Well. Yeah. Float Well. Float Well. We should try it. 
it's close by. Yeah, no. just to kind of it sounds <laughs> no. terrifying to me. I'm slightly claustrophobic. I have a fear of drowning. You so I don't think <laughs> Lance, you'd probably have to put pants on. Dang oh. it! Me and Lance are just getting more stressed in there, and then we would. Yeah. <laughs> Food would be the uh, the biggie for me, uh, yeah. other than the sleep that Matt alluded to. Um, making sure that you're replenishing the vital nutrients that your body's going to need, so mm-hmm. that you can um, get yourself well recovered. You know, that's from like your, chips, like chips. Yeah, <laughs> build up those glycogen stores right there through you chips. <laughs> plenty of amino acids in there too, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and then just really a lot of people, I think that they think, all right, got to go, got to hammer, got to go, just beat my training program, you know, got to go hard all the time, Lance Epler, um, and, yeah. and race all the time. I really tell people you need to recover a whole heck of a lot more than you actually yeah. are. And I also tell people that during the course of your week, sometimes you've got to go slow to get faster. I mean, mm-hmm. not every ride needs to be, uh, you know, a zone five, just threshold going out there and yeah. killing yourself. You know, that zone two that you can go out there and just kind of log those two, three, four hour rides. That's active recovery. It's it's active recovery, but, but what just, if somebody passes me in Swift? How do I go berserk? How do I deal with that situation? You go berserk. You make sure they don't pass yeah. you, right? Okay, good. Can I recover at 400 watts, staying with them? <laughs> Put some blinders on this thoroughbred across the table for me, so he stops racing everything that goes flying by him. Um, yeah. Well, if we have you in erg mode, right? You can't go chase that. That's down. why I use erg mode yeah. now, is because I don't I trust. I don't trust myself on Swift anymore. So, anything else you guys want to add to this conversation? I've got a hot seat question that's going to be related to this. Yeah, do it. So can I do the first hot seat question? For the hot seat that's coming up in our next segment? Did I just ruin the next segment? Kind of, but I'm the, sorry. the premise behind the hot seat section was not to talk about training stuff there. But it's uh, kind of related, but not really. Okay. Don't well, look, you can't read my handwriting let's over jump here, in Lance. <laughs> to our, our bonus topic for the day, you guys. Bonus. The Halloween hot seat. Halloween hot seat. Halloween nice, hot nice seat. To it. We don't have a cool, like, hot seat sort of thing. <laughs> we do need some sort of, like, Halloween Hot seat. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Go ahead, Evan. What's your, what's your question? Okay. Would, and now I know we have talked about intermittent no. fasting at this before. <laughs> the right. Inter- intermittent fasting? Okay. Lance Hardy's guys' answer. Okay. Would you all consider a one-day, 24-hour fast once every two weeks or week as a part of your training regimen during the offseason? Would I consider it? Hell yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Jake? Sure, I've done it before. I know, yeah. I know, Jake's. Twenty-four hours is not that hard. Mm-hmm. I, I talked, I, t- I talked to a whole bunch of people, and I'm like, "You'd be surprised. You can go two or three days without eating, and your body doesn't fall apart." Like, yeah. people are like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy." You but know, in, humans have been doing this for a long time. In, yeah, in the Mormon Church, oh. we we oh, fast yeah. once a month, twenty-four really? hours. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yes. Okay, I didn't so know that either. The, the first what Sunday, day is that typically? The first, first Sunday, Sunday of every month. We fast for 24 hours from the night before to the day after, and we, the money you would have spent on those meals, we donate to the church, nice. and they use those fast offerings to help whoever needs help in you, the church or yeah. the community. I spend community like $100 a day on food, so <laughs> yeah. I should probably be doing that. Yeah. Do you find it challenging? Uh, I did when I was 12. Yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah. But not anymore. So have you have have you been very consistent with yeah. that since you were told? That's yeah. awesome. Will yeah. you fast on Halloween, Evan? Uh, I've been doing Thursday fasts for the last three weeks now. That will be Halloween, oh, really? my friend. It'll be Halloween. Yeah. So you take every I'll Thursday fast. off of eating. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what's interesting? Yeah. I thought work was going to be a lot harder. Work was easier. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're your busy. Engaged. Yeah. Yep. You're doing. Things. I felt very. Yeah. I didn't feel moody at any point. What about coffee? You skip coffee? No, I drink coffee. 
With that's that's where me and Lance. And this is where Lance is a tougher human being black? than me. Black. <laughs> oh yeah, no straight black. It's black. Yeah, because I think yeah. I mean, no. when you're taking in a lot of creamer, like it's half creamer, half coffee. That's a lot of calories. Right I also there. still. Tr- would you guys train on your fast a day? I know Lance, you almost always don't train on Sunday, so True. you haven't trained on a fast day typically. Uh, right? But if, if I've been doing intermittent fasting, I'll train. Yeah. Train fasted. Fast. yeah yeah i think you train fasted i think when you get into three hour bike rides is yeah. where it starts to get to this point where you're like oh that's it yeah. like you you hit that bonking pit, okay. which is actually okay for your body to do mm-hmm. but it's not gonna feel great <laughs> so no lance halloween hot seat halloween hot seat what's your favorite scary movie Ooh. okay i've got one i got okay. it it's probably the last one i watched <laughs> Which Go. was when I was a kid, which turned me off to all scary movies, <laughs> Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I, I watched that as a kid. I was young. I was pretty young. I was probably maybe in like it's third or fourth grade. And I watched movie. that and it scared the crap out of me. And I, right. at that point in time, I made up my mind, I don't like scary movies anymore. So I've purposely avoided just about all of them. I yep. throw out some scary movies and I'll tell you if I've seen it or not. But I, there's Friday not too many. I haven't seen any of them. Mm. None? None. I haven't either. Yeah, just not my jam, I, man. I am a movie buff. I like movies. I You're not a horror film I, person. I do not like horror movies. I think I used to like them more, and now I don't watch them at all. My kids just, my they, daughter, I just love them. love them. I think Nightmare on they're Elm great. Street was very scary. So the same Never kind of thing. It. Like, it was very scary for me as a kid, and so if you know, kind of makes it your favorite in some ways. I get, yeah. I get to make a millennial comment now. Oh, yeah, you do. Your guys' horror movies Are, sucked. Oh, they were uh, they were all here's, terrible. Here's what you don't understand. I'm gonna it's, get so much hate now. They now. were <laughs> like a lot of these films and, and the style that they were made in were like stupid bad. Like yeah. they were funny and yeah. bad C- campy. And, they, yeah, they can't weren't be, meant to be what they are. Now. No, the stories of your so like Stephen King books are terrifying. Right. The movies at that time didn't do it justice like they do now because I understand that obviously the cinematography is much better now. Freddy Krueger, he is in your nightmares, and he becomes real yeah, and kills you. It's a you. terrifying idea. <laughs> the movie itself Don't takes sleep. all the fear away okay, from so it. Okay, so Captain Millennial, what uh, is a good one? Captain Millennial. Yeah, what's your favorite? You guys the Saw like series. The Saw, the Saw series. That's the one where they sewed mouths to b-holes. And- no, 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 no. No, the storyline is awesome. The story, I've the story seen the first one, good. The gore, and then I never saw another one. Once you get past the gore, the storyline is excellent. It's uh, a great storyline. Don't know. Pass. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's great. It's I think great. my 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 favorite scary movie is the one I probably saw recently was was Get Out. Oh, the, that was a great one. 2017 movie yeah. by Jordan Peele. It was okay. Jordan Peele's so good. It was suspenseful yeah. and scary. Didn't see it. Now, did you say what yours was? Uh yeah, I'd yeah. say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Matt, what's your uh Halloween hot seat? What are you guys wearing for Halloween? What are you wearing? No pants. <laughs> Jake, will you wear anything? <laughs> uh, you know, we've got these tubs with all of our stuff. Halloween stuff in it. It's so got all kinds of costumes. Will you grab something? Yeah, I'll grab something other. I was like Elf on a Shelf a couple of years ago. Oh, it was nice. kind of funny. My wife that and I both cool. dressed up as Elf on a Shelf. Will you go out and trick-or-treat with the kids? No, that is my wife's duty, and I and stay, home, stay home and, and I hand, hand out the candy. As a matter of fact, Epler was here with me last year. You and Brandy were here um, we're, on, yeah, that's uh, right. on Halloween. You guys were just oh, hanging cool. out when we were handing out candy to kids. Hey, we don't get... Oh, you should come over to one of, you know, to one of the should, houses to do stuff. Our our my house, I have a big yard it. and yeah. a big gate that says, get out, stay away, you loser jerks. Or and so- Piper the Wonder Dog will attack you. <laughs> so we don't ever get trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Our, our neighborhood just doesn't get them. Yeah. Well, maybe you should take the sign that says, get out, losers away. Maybe you get more <laughs> trick-or-treaters. No just get a off big my lawn. gate that says, don't come in. Yeah, maybe we should. We might come over mm-hmm. and help you hand out yeah. stuff. I know we're doing like... 
crockpot type stuff in our neighborhood. So mm-hmm. there should be a lot of fun and stuff. That always going has on. a party down there. There's He's, always a party. It's in our the cul de sac party. It's the sack party. It's a sack party. Oh. <laughs> it's a sack party. home. What were the other? What was the question? The, the costumes. Who's costumes. who's wearing what? I don't even. Uh, dang it! I was going to wear. I don't know. Nothing. Either. I don't. Well, I mean, I I, I was a rain cloud on Saturday. <laughs> I I dressed up in all black and I was supposed to carry around a squirt bottle, but I forgot the squirt bottle, which yeah. meant I was just dressed in all black. <laughs> so. Nailed it. It's like me right now. I know. It. I'm also I like in it. all black. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me and Matt. All you gotta do is carry yeah. around a squirt bottle, and you can be a rain yeah. cloud. But yeah. Good. Lance, what are you gonna be? Um, I have not thought beyond my Halloween. homecoming oh, dress. Boy, homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming queen. <laughs> Run with so that theme, buddy. Maybe homecoming queen on a bicycle. Just ride a bicycle So, around. Lance, you would hand out candy or you're just going to go somewhere? Evan, are you going to hand out candy? What are you going to do for Nobody's going to go to my apartment. No one goes to your t- so, My yeah, apartment's in like a creepy crawl. No, like last year, nobody Nobody came? The- well, okay. actually, I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. But so, the first year, nobody came. We should podcast on Halloween. We could. <laughs> While the kids are coming over and have kids on. Of, no, Matt's going to be at the sack party. Sack oh, party. that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can be on location. Hey, we should go to the sack party. <laughs> party in my sack, <laughs> man. <laughs> the podcast from the sack. <laughs> yeah. We can what work on the wearing. I don't know. I'll probably do, you know, maybe just keep keep the sheriff theme going and go with that. And But I'm pretty much, I think I'm, so I'm having Lieutenant, this small Lieutenant procedure. Matt. Lieutenant Dangle. Okay. But I'm having a small procedure on my Achilles on that day. So it's um, hydro dissection. We can talk about this oh, okay, whenever. Okay. okay. Oh, and, I thought uh, you were covering so you a little bit. Peg leg so I may be re- oh, yeah, peg be, leg in the carbon fiber peg up. leg. It Was might this be, the thing that you had mentioned previously? Like we might we have talked, talked about, about it a little bit in ago. The past. Yeah. But yeah, so it's one of those things where I might be not doing a lot of walking around with kids. I might just be handing out candy or party podcast in the sack. <laughs> or podcast <laughs> party. Yes. Party podcast in the sack. All right, last question. Last question. Ready? What candy are you most likely to binge on candy corn candy Ooh, corn no gross. what yes. where did you come from everybody hates me for this candy corn <laughs> i love candy corn no millennial likes candy corn uh, okay. you're right that's like Nobody a 20 grandpa price man grandpa price candy corn you know what's good those reese's cups oh my gosh they're good chocolate and peanut butter yeah it's a killer combo that's yeah. a problem yeah, we all agreed on that but remember there's a chocolate and peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly. Those things all go great together. And then there's mm-hmm. heaven with bikes and speedos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Is that a good recovery food over there? Chocolate and peanut Did you butter? guys finish with your, your candy that you would binge on? No, I don't. I think you're Did the you? only one that said, well, Evan oh, okay. said candy corns. Hey. What's yours, Lance? No, Lance. Uh, Milky Ways or Sour okay. Patch Kids. Okay. Sour Patch I know Kids. Nice. Nowhere to find you. I'm okay. probably going to side with Matt, but in a strong, almost, almost high, I'm going to say Butterfinger. Butterfinger? Nice. Okay. Yeah, I love me some Butterfinger. Butterfinger. I like choice. Snickers. If you're just talking about like the bars, like, I don't know. You said Milky Way? Yeah, I like Milky Way. I don't That's like good. I like to be, have you three friends and we could all like, trade up. <laughs> yeah. We could trade candies after Those we go out trick Frozen, if you ask me. Do you ever Milky try? Ways? Yeah, Frozen, Milky three Way, Three Musketeers. No. The king size. Oh, oh so my good. god! When no. I was a kid, if what? you got Who one of those, who are you? You like your paydays you too? No, the Nobody three musketeers. Three musketeers. That's trade bait. That's a that crap. Oh my god! But do you guys realize all four of us have like different chocolate bars, yeah, so we could all just swap around? But yeah. I don't want your Perfect. garbage. I don't. You take you. You do understand this, candy corn. This is why I loved Halloween's because anybody who got up. candy corn or three musketeers, I got all of them. You got all of it. Nice. I did love Snickers too, so I would just take everybody else's Snickers. I like Snickers. Yeah. Before we get into a fight here, one last thing, Lance, go. I got nothing. Nice. I'm I'm ending it. <laughs> Done. Evan, one last thing. <laughs> I was hoping Lance had something, so I had a second to think. I got nothing. Go, Matt. Dude, Bam. All right, Matt. Matt what you mine, got? I'm all, I'm easy. I have so much, like so many video things coming out <laughs> soon. I think this week I'm at least gonna post one or two videos. One is probably gonna be like 
something about a thousand subscribers, maybe do some sort of like give out some stickers kind of stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Super cool. Super excited about that. Um, also I'm doing, I've been doing this coaches interview thing. So I've got some of those that I could put out. Um, so pretty cool. Um, maybe I can give you some stuff to kind of up the ante on the old giveaway. The, ooh, yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. I actually That'd do have fun. one last thing. Uh, I reached out to the Matt Legrand international oh. pop star. Did you? Oh, Matt. did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reached out oh, wait, from you, the Matt Legrand me? station. That's yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I did it from the Matt Legrand on, I think it is Christmas song. So he commented as me. <laughs> On the other Matt Legrand's YouTube channel. <laughs> did you hijack his, his YouTube? Yeah. Which is good. Which is good fun. Please and tell me he responded. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to check today to see I if he did so. respond. I don't think he's responded. It was from his Christmas song from last year. Um, which is glorious. Just an incredible song. I mean, I don't know how this guy doesn't have a million subscribers. He's only at six or 700 yeah. right now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But he's... Yeah. I think I think, I think Matt Legrand, triathlon Matt Legrand, reaching out to him will boost his following. I think it's it will. Possible. He's going to see a quick spike. <laughs> I want to see a collaboration there. There, there has to be, that's be something exactly on there. What I was, I I was thinking gonna, for another Christmas song, Matt and him can get together. We're going to sing together and then yes. race. <laughs> exactly. We'll race and sing at the same time, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, my one last thing is stay tuned very soon. You will be getting an announcement for the bikes for kids this year, which oh, is good. coming up the Ooh. first weekend in December, which will be December 7th. Okay. The goal drum roll, please is going to be to raise $10,000 this year. Wow. It's a lofty goal, but I think we can do it. Mm-hmm. So we will, um, put out more information by we, I mean me, we'll be putting out more information <laughs> soon. Okay. And, um, we've got, a lot more organization, a lot more fun stuff to put into it this year. So I think that we can get there. I think that the community at large is going to rise to the occasion and they're going to see all the good stuff that can be done with that money. And we will play Matt's video that he made last year over and over and over again, just to show them how cool of a process it is. So fun. The ride will be December 7th. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Yep. On that note, thank you guys, everybody else. You guys have a safe and fun Halloween. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.